fashion. This is all in for the love of the game. This is Love Set Match. Andre Agassi had this goal, you don't have to be better than everyone else in the draw when you go out on the court. Like, you have to be better than someone that's across the net. I think you got to stay active in a sport sense, you know, go out there, do some sports. I think it always makes you feel better, maybe you're more tired in the very moment, but actually the rest of the day feels better. And then I think giving back as well, you know, making other people happy is going to give you a good feeling too. Welcome to Tennis Pal Chronicles, the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis. And I am your host, Philip Kim, also known as Coach PK, the tennis pro for the Langham Huntington Hotel in sunny Southern California, and the executive director for the nonprofit Love Set Match, and our mission is free tennis classes for all. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Valerie Garcia. Hi, Valerie. Hey, PK. Um, your nonprofit is amazing, and I love the intro of sunny Southern California because the last week has not been very sunny. <laughs> it's been well, very we just rainy. Keep the, we just keep the myth up, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> keep selling the dream. <laughs> but wow, it was a crazy thunderstorm, and for everybody else, we were actually going to record yesterday, but... Uh, you had a power outage, and uh, and a lot of people did. Actually, a lot of my friends who came to the court today to try to catch a little bit of sunshine said they had lost their power last night too. So you were not the only one. Yes, I think there was there was thousands, um, and it actually snowed in a bunch of places in San Bernardino County. Right, right, and it's so crazy that we even have this crazy, crazy weather very very cold over here and then record heat on the east coast right everybody's talking about how crazy the weather is right now oh i didn't i have been living under a rock i didn't know they were going through that (laughs) well i just want to remind everyone this podcast tennis pal chronicles is sponsored by our wonderful friends at tennis pal who have a great app to meet other people to play tennis with. You can also get coaching on there. So visit TennisPal.com to download your version of Android or iPhone app. Yes. Listen to what he says. It's the greatest (laughs) app. If you love tennis, you have to have that app. There you go. I'm so glad you could join me today, Valerie. And today I'd like to introduce you via the podcast to some very passionate tennis players there are actually a group of senior friends who are uh, in Monterey Park, and they've been playing tennis for over 30 years here in the city where I live. Nice. They're actually seniors now, but of course, you know, they started playing 30 years ago, so they were young, middle-aged, kind of like us. Yeah. And, you know, they found community through the sport of tennis. They connected with other people, and that's one of the best parts of tennis, don't you think? Getting to meet other people that maybe you would never meet in your regular circle. Yes, it's the greatest. I have a little group that I play with, and there's such a range of ages, backgrounds, and everything and it's it's just great when you have that community of people who would never normally probably have a chance to meet but the love for tennis is yeah. what brings us together and that reminds me of our good friend mark who's you know playing every public tennis court in los angeles and all the interesting stories that he shared 
um, and talked about how he is connecting with all of these different people. People, if you want to listen back, I think two episodes ago, you can listen to that episode about Mark. But it is just wonderful how tennis brings people together. You make uh, lifelong friends. Um, and it, it's kind of weird because sometimes some of the f- people have become really good friends, but some people, I just know them by name, but I see them every week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably spend more time with them than I do with other people in my life where I'm close to, but it's, you know, it's just a matter of the activity that brings us together. Yes. Yes. I think you play tennis more than anyone I know. Is that true? Wow. And, and that's great. I want to be like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so grateful that I get to do this as a nonprofit and we get to offer free tennis classes to people and um, really just try to add that educational component so that when we're teaching kids, we're not only teaching tennis, but we're really trying to extend the hours that people have in the classroom onto the court. So we're talking about science, we're talking about STEM, we're talking about all the different things that tennis teaches you because we're talking about the rotation of the ball, the speed, the velocity, uh, the human body and how the mechanics of it. And there's so much that kids can learn through the game of tennis. That's awesome. And did you already say your your website for that? Is it Loveset? Yeah, Loveset Match. Match.net? Yep. Uh, my previous, or I should say the existing website is lovesetmatch.net. And we're actually launching a brand new website. We have these two really great people, uh, JoLynn and John, who have been volunteering to put this whole thing on, uh, p- put together a really great new website for us. So I'm super excited for the launch of that probably in a month or so, uh, you know, we'll go big and announce it and all, but yeah, I'm really excited to have just a specific website that just addresses the mission of the nonprofit. So that's coming soon. Yay. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, back to my friends here in Monterey park. It's interesting that these seniors who I'm introducing you to, um, they, really just right down the street from the dance studio where there was a mass shooting here in Monterey Park. I mean, literally blocks away from the now infamous place where they had that shooting. And I I really feel like just like the dancers that were down the streets, most of these people, these seniors are Asian American and they gather together for friendship, for laughs, for fitness, and, you know, something more intangible that that gives their life meaning, just like those people in the dance studio. And so I draw a lot of parallels with the groups because I feel like, you know, they're coming together to find community. And and I feel like that's maybe the biggest part of what they do because they get together every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then they go out to lunch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they have for 30 years. It's just incredible. Yeah. So it really gives their life meaning, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's so special. Not everyone has that type of community or, you know, a nice group of friends like that that you you can see so regularly, regularly. (laughs) Yeah, and this group of seniors, they play at Barnes Park in the city of Monterey Park. And Barnes Park is one of the most iconic tennis courts in our city. It's located directly behind Monterey Park City Hall, which is literally a stone's throw from the tennis court and the police station. So it's really the hub of the city, downtown central, if you will. And so if you head to the tennis courts there, you'd find three courts, uh, the traditional green and red courts that have existed there since 1980, I'm guessing, perhaps even farther back. Wow. 
And the city's done a pretty good job of taking care of the courts over the years. I mean, they've lasted, and it's it's not horrible. Like, some courts can be, some public courts can be. It's not like major cracks and all that stuff, you know. So they've done a pretty good job. But but less than a year ago, there was a major shift that happened on that the tennis courts of Barnes Park. And it's the P word. Pickleball players started to show up. Oh, the P word. <laughs> It's a, it's a dirty little word. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> on these city courts, um, some of the friends that I'm going to introduce you to, one of them, his name is Hoover Ng. You know, he's one of the people who kind of gathers people together there and and then they head to lunch. He actually invited me to join them after tennis at a nearby Chinese restaurant to discuss you know, some of the challenges and the changes that are happening at the park because the city is allowing a lot of pickleball to exist there. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start playing some of the audio from the recording that I did at the lunch. And I just thought it was so important for their story to be heard, for their voices to be known. Uh, These are people who, you know, they feel like this is their home. This is what they do three times a week for years and years and years. And then here's these new upstart kids that come in and start playing pickleball. And they kind of feel, you know, the city doesn't have their back and they feel a little hurt, you know. And so I thought it was really important to share their story. Let's hear it. She So I would love to hear how everyone started playing tennis. Like, how did that start? 
Going. How did you start? You said you're in the 40s, right? 35 years ago. Well, I take lesson with uh, uh, all Raul. West Paul, Raul, Raul, Raul later. But usually in the beginning, uh, Rich Paul. Oh, Richard, Rich West Paul. Richard West Paul. And uh, Tony Gerbeck. Yeah. After that, we stay always play nighttime. Was it community until classes or, pri or private community. lessons? Community. Community class. Yeah. Oh, they take community class. Yeah, before we, we, uh, 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 Rich always uh, have a class. Rich, uh, later on, Tony take over a little while. And then Raul, I took Raul with, uh, you know Raul? I don't know him. Yeah. Raul teach in the Bonds Park. Oh. Just all, all public classes. Okay. And that was, you said, 40 years ago? You know, yeah, oh yeah. Wow. 40. But never good, because I don't learn. Yeah. Same old habit. <laughs> and how about you, how did you start playing? I started about 2008. Okay. No. Yeah. Earlier than that. Huh? More than that? Oh, yeah. And that. before that, did you play ping pong or racquetball or anything else? <coughs> no, before else? I played at San Marino High School. Oh. You played tennis at San Marino High School? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but <coughs> at that time, the, the city is not going to... <coughs> because that's a, a public school, they are not going to allow allow us to play on the weekend. Oh, we, right. We they close the school. Yeah. So I have to come to here. I see. Charles introduced me to him. Charles. Oh, then they a little late then. Charles, I think How and uh, Annie joined us about 2002 or something. Yeah, they are earlier than me. 20 years, 20 years ago. Yeah. Annie. Yeah. But uh, uh, Lulu introduced her. To play with us. Yeah, Lulu. Yeah. Uh, Lulu was. Uh, I know her from here, and she's the one who took me there. Yeah. Lulu's my age. Yeah. Yeah. So Might not play already. Yeah. yeah. He's eighty. I miss her. He's eighty-nine. She's eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Upper husband. 90 something. 90 something. Wow. wow. Much older. Wow. Much older. He never played. She played. Lulu played in China. Oh, really? Wow. She was from Shanghai. She was from Shanghai. Wow. Yeah. So early back then. Very few people. You don't know Lulu, right? You don't know and when did you start playing? Oh, I'm studying late. Huh? Very late. Very late? Yeah. When did you start? About 20 years ago. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, because after my kids grow up, then I have a free time. I joined the uh, Montreal Park evening class. Oh. Girl band. Yeah, okay. that's all. Mm. Start from there. Yeah, yeah, I came from China, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and a bicycle too, of course. <laughs> so you feel comfortable with something in your hand? Ping pong. No, my my, my family play. My husband play. My husband play when he was like a teenager in China. 
do you, do you remember any of the other people that started the class with you or started playing tennis at that time? No, Are you still? Oh, oh together. I joined her. Oh. She took she after she me retired here. a couple of years. I, yeah. Now retire, I join those people. Mm. And why is tennis important when you're retired? Healthy. Mm. And the California weather. California no weather. place else like California. Right. I mean South California. Right. Yeah. And I went to everywhere. So, no. San Francisco, no way. Yeah. And it must be nice to have something to look forward to every day, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yes. and a friend social life. Yeah, social. Yes, you come down. And then, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, yeah. And then lunch. Lunch. Yeah. yeah. We'll be with all different places mm. around here. Mm -hmm. this, this is the highlight right here. Yeah. One yeah. of the highlights. Yeah. And also tennis is the cheapest one. Oh, cheaper. If you, you compare it to cheap, everything else. Especially on public court. Exactly. Yeah. Because you work off, ping pong, you have a summer environment. Yeah. Tennis here is beautiful weather, you know, yeah. friends, okay. healthy. That's very important for well, and, and don't hate me for this question, but mm -hmm. why why don't you start playing pickleball? It's easier. Uh, two things. Number one, that was kind of interesting. They started the COVID. To me, it's more too close. Mm. Mm. No, social distance you still right. insist. Yeah. So they should they break they broke the rule, right? They should keep the distance for a lot of words, right? Mm -hmm. then, you can run more. Yeah, exactly. You, you more sweat, exercise. You sweat more than tennis. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's what two reasons. I see. Mm -hmm. That's a really helpful. Some of our friends play both. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my friends play. I, I don't know if I told you that I started pickleball, but most of my friends play tennis and pickleball. Like Colin. Colin's the same. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, ben Liu's son uh, also plays. Do you guys know Ben Liu? I, I talked to Ping. 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 Oh, Ping. Yeah, yeah, Ping's exactly. Ping. I, said, I said, Ping, I said, here's this petition to sign. Yeah. He says, and if you know Philip, oh, I didn't know he goes, yeah, I know him. I decided to pick up pickleball. Yeah, he's one of the best players, but he plays both. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem, I think he had hurt his shoulder playing tennis or something, so it's easier for him to play pickleball. He played really hard. Yeah. He used to coach, actually, Austin. He used to coach tennis uh, in Eldershot. Yeah. Yeah. She was just a shy person when I first started hitting with her. Ah. Then she did all the confidence in her game, and I said, just, a, just like Amy, she hits hard with that two-handed back, and I'm going, whoa, i got to get ready. <laughs> Do you know her husband? Yeah, really well. Really well. Yeah, we used to play matches a lot. Ben? Yeah. Really nice guy. You talk about both yeah. doctors. It's uh, Ping's husband. Ben, we know Ben. Yeah. We were yeah, in the same class. We were in the same class. In the evening. Ben Lee. Right. And, uh, yeah. So they said they said Ben was in the same class with them also way back with. Yeah, long time ago. No, they, they, no, he was uh, he was taking uh, George Elder part. Yeah. Between uh, class. Uh, yeah. Rich, yeah, yeah. Rich and Tony, yeah. mm -hmm. we were there. Uh, He's teaching the class. No, not teaching. Tony is a player. Yeah, He's player. a player. Yeah. Let's, let's face it, just like what Anita said, you're a hardcore player. You want to play your fine players. You'll find locations to play because I got to get my tennis. <laughs> That's right. Ping, Ping is one of those people. Yeah. First, she just lives up the hill. Barnes is the easiest thing, but you know, if she's if no one can play there, you know, she doesn't say she'll go to Georgia. Right. She's the one I asked. 
I said, do you have any idea who plays on the weekend here? Is there a regular group and stuff? She says about six to eight players and stuff that she knows of. Yeah. So I'm thinking of other, you know, walk-ons and just neighborhood people and stuff. You're looking at about a dozen people. Yeah. And again, that's the value of that one tennis court that's dedicated to tennis. Right. Keep it available. Remember I said the other day, regular access. Not right. just access, but regular access to, to allow people to build up their game yeah. and have fun at it. Yeah. You know, it's so important. It's so important. <laughs> and how did you start playing? Do you mind sharing your story? Um, I started early. My dad played tennis. Ooh. So when I was 8, 10 years old, uh, he hired a coach to teach me and my brother. That's when I started. But then I lived in the, on the East Coast for the last 40 years. So I can only play during summer. <laughs> kind of hard to play in the snow, huh? Yeah. How about indoor? Indoor is expensive. I can't afford it. But you had a love for the game, huh? Yeah. Quite, uh, I play on weekends, play, mostly. You don't want to go anywhere. Did you, did you play in your high school team? Or? Nah, my high school didn't have a team. <laughs> you know about East Coast, right? Yeah. You, you go to school in East Coast? Yeah. And how did you find this group? I moved here in 2013, and I have a friend who retired he's like 10 years older than me he said he played at bounce park once or twice mm -hmm. and he said there's a group there just show up and you can play so who, who is your friend uh danny Shear. i don't he's uh, i'm just trying to draw lines yeah. to try to figure out but the well i play him you know he was uh he was teaching at brown and i was a student oh. and i met him and we started playing so i knew him very well that and when he retired, moved here, and uh, when I retired, moved here, and he, I talked to him, I said, where can I find a place to play? Yeah. He said, oh yeah, just, I saw people playing all the time, just show up. I said, okay. Yeah. And uh, he was walking around at that time, right? Yeah. Around the well, he stopped playing because he has bad back. Mm -hmm. He can't play anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first day when he came in. We are very happy that we have a new member. And I told Tietz, after the, after, the, after the game, we go to lunch together. Yeah. And you were happy. He said, yes. He said, fine. <laughs> and, uh, we used to have, uh, my kids grew up here in Mojang Park. Uh -huh. They played tennis here. Uh -huh. They have a... Uh, uh, we had a kid, Kukucho, there was a lot of Philippine, uh, to me, Marvin. future is important. So the kids is important. But this, yeah, Melvin. 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 Yeah, Melvin. But he doesn't spell like this. That's what uh, to me is important. They have kids here. Yeah. It's not only for the adult. Right. You move, move this ball away. But with the kids to play, right. this is the coach here. Kids is our future, right. including tennis, because this is the best place. If California don't play tennis, it's a waste. Right. Okay. Yeah. To me, my both kids grew up in Montreal. Mm -hmm. They start in Barnes Park. Start with Melvin. Then later on, go up to, uh, coach Gerbeck. Coach Gerbeck at uh, summertime, he opened the summer class here. My both kids start with them. You know, to me, it's just the hometown. Tennis is part of a life. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot remove that. We can share. There's no, no, there's no problem to share. But you should not remove people, you know, because they want. Right. They can find somewhere else right. if they want, right? right? They can always find a new place. 
not move people say, hey, I want this place. You go somewhere else. Don't take it away. That's, that's not nice. That's not the way teach your kids to do that. Mm. It's so important. Mm. How you can tell your young generation, say, I go to that, kicking people out. Mm. Never do that. Mm. You know, that's important. To me, education is important. Do the right things important. Because I think it's very good. We welcome most players if they want to walk up. You can tell, right? Just take. They welcome me. Yeah, my whole family play tennis. I'm the last one learned. My husband played when he was young, you know. So it's very important tennis for the future for the kids. Can we just go around and just say your name and how many years you've been playing at Barnes Park? Uh, okay. Just so that I can hear that. Uh, Hoover and I probably about 12 years now. 12 years. Long, probably 20 years. Bowman Lee, I've been playing for last oh, more than 40 years. <laughs> Amy, I played 20 years. Uh, I think it's 20 something, I don't remember. <laughs> it is 23, I believe. More than 20 something. Yeah. Uh, I started. 2013, so nine years. Awesome. But now you include East Coast. He's asking about Barnes Park. Barnes Park, yeah. I mean, just to show that, you know, the tennis community has been established for so many years, whereas pickleball has only been here for two years. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, I'm sorry, I've met Jerry about 30, more than 30 something years. Jerry's one of the long timers, 30 something years as well. And Jane. Jane is a recently, four year maybe. Build the high Build Tang? Build Tang, long time. He lives here for a long time. He plays in Orange. Come by to visit once in a while, but they see the pickleball, then they discourage this as well. You know, we don't have, well, we can tell you, we used to have all three courts filled with players. Mm. You know, yeah. so then and then we play, we play full sets. <coughs> we can't play full set anymore. I mean, we would have by standing and sitting there. Yeah. Who, who suggests support? Four game so fast. No, because everyone gets a serve yeah, at least one time. Only one in court. Yeah. Someone yes. said, "Well, you should have seven win at least get the five games." You know, but I'm going. Yeah. The win is not important. At the beginning, you said no deals. Yes. That's it. Yeah, no deals. <laughs> yeah, so no deals is that way. You don't have to wait as long. You get twenty deals, but then I have twenty. Well, I at least more than ten. You were so tired. How was that? But no, you're absolutely right. It's like, hey, the longevity there, stuff, and the other. Who are not here today to tell you that, so it's just as important to them. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we used to have three court or four. Yeah. But because of the COVID, in the beginning of COVID, we can operate tennis, right? Yeah. Especially uh, the seniors court. would yeah. not come out. Yeah. And then later on, you can play single, no double. So. So you had another question you wanted to ask? Um, I would love to hear any stories about like how it might be dangerous to have pickleball so close or any problems that you've had in the past. Yeah, I step on their the, the net. The, you know, the, the metal on the floor. Oh, the, me the metal leg. Uh -huh. Yeah, I step on there. Oh I slept. Oh. But I lucky did not fail, you know. Yeah. It's pretty. Today? No, that was a couple no, last time. Yeah. I step on that. There's a mat on the floor, so you can. Yeah. It's yeah, dangerous. it's very dangerous. You can twist your ankle. Yeah. Easily. Mm -hmm. And then the line, you know. 
those yellow line that's on our court, mm -hmm. it's very slippery. slippery. I step on it, I know, I make sure I, I don't run anymore. Otherwise, I would definitely fall because it's like you could feel it. It's like you could feel it. Right. There's also and confusion too. Oh, sure. What 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 is so confusing? Uh, the color line. line. You, you yeah. have the white line. You have the yellow line. Uh -huh. And uh, a lot. Uh -huh. It's it can't tell the confusion. Uh -huh. The confusion. Uh -huh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're on serve when it comes fast. Yeah. And the lines are so close. Yeah. You have to stop and think. Was that in or was it out? Uh -huh. The, the best, the, the best way, the best way if the city have money is to have a basically native pickleball court. Right, make a separate yeah. court. Make separate court. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the proximity good. of their courts with ours is just so close is that uh, is really not safe. Um, yeah, not safe. They've had their players just run onto our courts, not realizing that the tennis ball is in play. And I personally, I've wound up totally by accident, but I hit a guy right in the middle of a rally uh, with the tennis With the tennis ball. Not safe for them. Oh, you did? Not safe yeah. for us. Too. Well, the tennis ball is okay with a tennis racket. They could get it. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis racket, too. If they hit it wide and you find it. today, they find All six courts open. A lot of people. Oh. Yeah. So one court so close to, to the tennis court. And some of, the, some of them just walk around and they're oblivious to how fast the tennis game is and our tennis players, while they're in play, can run right into them. So we stopped playing and we've actually adjusted playing in the middle court because there's so many players so close by and the lines are so confusing. A lot of us don't play the actual games and keep score on that court. We just rally and we're waiting for our turn to go to the court that's the true tennis court to play on. Well, because they <coughs> Even though we, we play on the on second call, <coughs> the pickleball net, the, the holes, is so close. We, we can't run over there to chase the ball if we had to during a game, so we don't. No, but then they would sometimes would run into our court, and then like he said, we could we could only control so much if you run into the court, and then sometimes they don't even know that we're playing, and then just walk on, they just walk on in. Only soon day, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot, lot of time it's empty. Mm -hmm. yeah. If there's enough yeah. separation, then that's fine. Yeah. And right now, with the six pickleball courts on courts one and two, there's enough separation with court three. Okay, but when they do courts one, two, three, and four pickleball courts, and players are on court number two playing tennis, it's just too close. Mm -hmm. We're interfering with each other's playing. Balls are flying all over, and sometimes they get a little zealous, and they start chasing it into our tennis court. And we, we stop play as soon as it goes over their side as well. So it, it's, it's a, accidents are going to happen more. And Goldman was right, because like, some days, nobody there. And one of the lady of the pickleball, the Vietnamese husband and wife, he played the wife. That when we have the ball rolling to, to her, her area, she was so mad. She always yelled like at us. <laughs> Linda, right? <laughs> you know her name. Yeah. So, so they're playing pickleball, your ball goes into their cap, yeah. and they get really upset. Yeah, yeah, oh, after some, yeah, 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 a couple. Very few that yeah. kind of like. Pretty yeah. good, most yeah. of them. But most of them, yeah. we, we just want to make sure that when they the ball rolls over, the lady always like that. Some of them, no they what. run into yeah. our court to pick up the ball, right? Not realizing we're in the middle we're of the play, play. right? And 
Maybe I should just go well, to the call and I get it. Indian, Indian, conversation. Conversation. You keep your penny, go over there to play. Yeah, Valerie, there they are talking in the restaurant. Was that too hard to understand? I know it was a lot of noise as a restaurant is, you know? I was able to hear it okay. So Barnes Park, as I was talking about, is it's pretty famous for our city. And I actually first started playing tennis in Monterey Park at Barnes Park. Uh, there was a former coach for the city. His name is Dean Eddo. He used to teach there and have classes on Sunday afternoons, so I went and I enjoyed them very much, and I met a lot of people, a wonderful group of players, and made new friends, and, you know, just that whole vibe of being part of the community in a class, and some of them invited me to lunch or to dinner. Uh, I actually got to know them well enough where they invited me to their house for dinner and got to know some of their family, so I have a really special place in my heart when I think of Barnes Park. Oh, that's that's amazing. I didn't realize that you were connected like yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, Dean, he left the city. He and his wife, Celine, who I played tennis with a lot outside of the class, I got to know them so well that they would invite me, and so they would play tennis in, uh, like, they, they had a house uh, in San Marino that had... Uh, tennis courts in their backyard and the lady who owned the house would just allow Dean to come in and bring friends and we would play on this court in their house. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) It was really amazing, yeah. The court there, though, wasn't really taken care of and so I don't know if you've ever played on a court where it's like super slick. Uh, I'm not sure why it becomes slick, the concrete, but like the paint had like almost like a gloss on it. So Talk about a fast surface with the ball <laughs> skidding oh, off gosh. the surface. And if somebody hits flat, <laughs> yeah, wow, exactly. you're not getting there. <laughs> and also your footwork, like I did feel a little uneven, almost like on ice kind of feeling, you know, it's just yeah. like, wow, yeah. it was kind of slippery. So, you know, I guess tennis courts really do need to be, you know, taken care of, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, and there's such a difference, like when they how they lay the foundation um, with grit. A little grit is really nice. It slows everything down a little bit and gives you nice grip when you're running around. Yeah, I kind of remember a similar feeling when you and I played in La Puente at that court. It was a little bit slick. Do you, it do you, was. It was right? a straight concrete with paint on it. <laughs> right, but no grit concrete. It was smooth. Yeah, very smooth. Yeah. Um, I played a, at this place in Diamond Bar called Pantera Park. Uh-huh. Um, it's very well-populated area and like a well-populated park. And there's almost always a line to play tennis there. I think there's like two or three courts. Wow. But I waited for like an hour to play because it was the only court around that day. And let me tell you, it was so worth the wait. It was one of the nicest courts. It was so clean and the net was like perfect and everything was just really nice. And the court just, you could tell it was like quality. It was a quality court that wasn't just concrete painted. Interesting. (laughs) So you could really feel the difference. That's really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. Like you just had so much more time and the balls were bouncing higher. Um, We had like used balls and you couldn't even tell they were used because they just had great bounce. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get to play there with you someday. 
Yes, you would like it. It's a really nice court. It's just unfortunate that unless you go, actually, you know what? You and I probably would have an okay time because we play. We don't mind playing in the middle of the day when everyone else thinks it's too hot to play. Right. <laughs> I love the heat. It's been so cold lately, actually. Well, talking about uh, OG tennis communities like at Barnes Park, I've I've actually come to learn that there are quite a few teachers for the city that have helped kind of shepherd tennis along the way. And I mentioned Dean uh, as the most recent tennis instructor for Monterey Park before myself. But some of the other names that I've learned are Richard Gerbach. Uh, there was a coach, Raul. Um, Dean, as I mentioned, Dean Edo. And a Tony Gerbach, who is also a former PE teacher and a tennis coach for Mark Keppel High School. And even still, to this day, Mark Keppel High School has a really strong tennis team and does really well they they don't do well in football or basketball (laughs) but their tennis team does really well Um, and so if you're listening to this podcast and you have any more information about who used to teach in Monterey Park in my city I would love to hear from you because I really feel like there's so much I want to know about my city and you know just kind of be like a closet historian for tennis in in my city I think that's really cool yes Philip, Philip, you're so awesome in the sense that you like always like to do things really complete. You know, you're like you're not satisfied just knowing a couple things. You're like, I want all the knowledge. It's it's great though. That's what makes you so awesome. <laughs> you don't like a. There's no half measures with you. Well, I think it's for me on this story. It's the emotion of it because I, I'm I just feel really sad that these seniors who love tennis are are being pushed out of their community home. You know, it's almost it feels almost disrespectful to me and not honoring the seniors and and I feel like what is kind of more interesting about the situation is that you know there's a there's a buzz about pickleball, right? There's an undeniable buzz about pickleball and really many tennis courts around the country are being commandeered by pickleball players really without consideration for the tennis community. They're just kind of walking in and starting to use tennis courts um, and uh, not really considering tennis players, right? Just like, I'm not sure how, how you would describe it, like it's their right or of course it should be shared or something like that. And I mean, I even had an incident uh, at our barbecue this last um, President's Day, and I had actually thrown a really big um, barbecue party, and over 60 people came to come and play tennis. So, of course, the courts were completely full, and, you know, it was really uh, um, great to see our tennis courts being really used as much as that. And then when uh, we were eating, then these pickleball people came onto the court and started hitting, and... You know, according to the city, the pickleball is supposed to be just at Barnes Park right now and another park card, Sierra Vista. So, you know, I approached them and I said, hey, you know, we're having a tennis party here and uh, there's a lot of people waiting for the court and stuff. And so, you know, if you want to play pickleball, you can play at um, uh, the park where pickleball is supposed to be, uh, according to the city. And he actually like got in my face and told me to shut up. And he, he, yeah, he did it twice. And I was just like, okay. So I just walked away, you know, and I I was like, what? I'm not going to start an argument or call the police or be all weird about it. I just tried to be, you know, like, hey, this is a tennis thing. But it just, to me, it just showed me like, wow, how rude is that? That people would just not even be considerate of what's 
happening right in their own community, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what's strange to me is if somebody like just decided they were going to skateboard or play soccer or play basketball in a tennis court, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. And everybody would understand like, you're not, you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) So it's just strange to me that just because there's like a paddle involved, it might make it a racket sport. Like it's supposed to be okay that they're there. Um, But like, I don't know people there's there's actually a a nice badminton community and they have their own spaces to go to you know their own courts and things like that so I just um I think we've talked about this before it it is true like it's not like um either one of us are anti-pickleball or don't don't play it and don't have a place but it does it's unfortunate when um, like tennis courts are commandeered, let's say, for for a sport that like um, isn't meant to happen, like on half of our tennis court. Right, and it's I, a tennis court. <laughs> right, and I completely agree with what you said. It's not that I'm against pickleball, and I actually started playing pickleball in Monterey Park years ago. Uh, when my friend Hilton invited me to start playing, and there was this one park where. It had kind of, it's not a tennis court, but it was almost like a a, a mini tennis court. I don't know what that space is. It was right next to the basketball court inside a little cage. Maybe it was like paddle ball or something. Um, But yeah, there was like, you know, 20 of us, we would go and we'd just play pickleball in this little, you know, caged area. And that was totally fine too, because nobody was using that space and, you know, there wasn't any conflict. Um, And, you know, as Hoover and his friends, are sharing, you know, they there's some confrontation because the pickleballers are literally inches away from the tennis court on the same space. And sometimes, you know, a uh, pickleball will go into the tennis court and they'll just run right into the game without consideration. And, you know, obviously they can get hit, you know, and and then they Hoover and his friends have also told me, and you can hear it in the interview, that sometimes their ball, of course, goes into the pickleball court and you know the tennis players know enough not to run in there but a lot of times the pickleballers get upset because the ball goes over there right and so there's no fencing and so the problem is not that that it's one sport against the another activity pickleball but it really is just that the city has not created a space for pickleball so that it it ends up pitting the two communities against each other right and it brings conflict because there isn't a plan and a design for for this different activity to have their own space, and that's really the problem, right? Yeah, for sure. And you, you and um, your your community are are doing something, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're trying. I know. I signed a petition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We tell. Thank you for for doing that. I, I did want the city to know how many people support tennis in our area so I started a petition just to say sign this if you support tennis in Monterey Park and 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 show your love for for the game we now have over 800 people who have signed the petition which is so in I'm so grateful for everyone and giving their time and and signing and and making a statement you know in support of me and support of the game and support of the courts and and just I think that does send a message to the city hey take notice we are here and maybe one of the other problems is the perception 
you know, because the pickleball people are right in front of City Hall at Barnes Park, there's this feeling of like, oh, wow, there's 50 people on that court all together. Wow, it's really popular, you know. And as Hoover said, actually, one of the pickleballers actually said to the tennis people, hey, why don't you just leave? You know, why don't you embrace progress? And he said that, you know, tennis is a dying sport. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I can see how people might feel that way because there is a buzz. There's no doubt, right? I mean, you see like celebrities playing pickleball. You see it on the news and, you know, and people are talking about this idea that it's the fastest growing sport. And even that is not proven. You know, to me, that's a myth. I don't think it is the fastest growing sport. It's only been growing for uh, two years, you know, uh, in, in that way, whereas tennis has been around for a whole long time. So to me, I really wanted to spend a couple minutes just talking to the listeners and just arming them with the, the truth of the facts that tennis is really growing and has exploded throughout, especially in the last three years. Yes. So according to the U.S. Tennis Association um, tracking statistics, the tennis participation has increased by 28% in the last three years. And that 28% growth is equal to over 5 million people who have now played tennis uh, in the last three years. It's a brand new increase of new tennis players in the last three years. And that 5 million new players, just that 28% growth, is more than all of the pickleball players in the United States. According to USA Today, uh, pickleball has approximately 3.3 million players nationwide. So to compare pickleball to tennis as far as, you know, growth or as far as size, I mean, tennis is a much, much larger community and has been around for over 150 years. And so many more people are playing tennis than are playing pickleball. So I, I hope that what mostly comes across is that we get to dispel the myth that, you know, pickleball is a growing sport, tennis is a dying sport. That is absolutely not true. Correct. Correct. I, I don't know anyone personally who plays pickleball, but in the past few years, I know several people who have picked up tennis either again or for the first time. Yeah, and I know from my own experience anecdotally that during COVID, gosh, my lessons just exploded and I was doing like eight to 10 lessons a week. And I was talking, I was trying to find coaches to hire to help me to teach. And all my other friends who are coaches were like trying to find coaches to teach. So we were like, hey, can you help me? Like, no, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I have too many lessons too. And so it really exploded. And that's just the lessons. We're not even counting the people who were just out there playing recreationally because, you know, at the time uh, it was the safest sport to play, right? During COVID, it was outdoors. Um, it was actually listed by the CDC and by LA County as the safest sport. So a lot of people took that to heart and just got out there and played. I know for me, a lot of people were still working at home and then they would just come out during lunch or they would come out for a lesson and go back to work because uh, they had more freedom. And so it really exploded during that time and, I, and that growth just continues. That's awesome. So another way to look at the stat is that there are 6.5 times more tennis players than there are pickleball players. And that for every four pickleball players, there are actually 26 tennis players. So it's, you know, the, the, that's only the growth uh, in the last three years. And so I just wanted to really drive home the idea that tennis is 
a 150-year-old international sport, and it, it includes a children's league, a junior's league, an adult league, all the high school teams that play at most campuses, all the colleges that have teams College, at most yeah. campuses, right? The great thing mm -hmm. about tennis and the, the thing that I'm betting on with our nonprofit is that tennis has a youth track. It has a pathway for a young child to, to grow into becoming having a professional career. Uh, there is a, an actual ability for them to play through tournaments, through USTA, play high school, play college, and eventually turn pro. And as you and I always talk about, uh, it's the best possible sport for female athletes because all the top paid female athletes in the world are tennis players, according to Forbes. Yep. Yes. And, it, you know, it's a great way to get a scholarship as well. There's, there's so many great tennis scholarships out there. Yes, exactly. So in, in, the, in a lot of ways, it's, it's a real ticket for people who are athletic, who stick to it, and it provides a pathway, again, for people to change their circumstance dramatically, um, not to mention all of the benefits of the joy of tennis, the health, the fitness, you know. And I think another stat yeah. that's really exciting is that the U.S. Open Tennis Championship, I think your favorite tournament, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in New York, is our largest sporting event in the country. It draws over 750,000 paying fans every year. And that tennis event is more attended. They sell more tickets than the Super Bowl. In fact, they almost sell double the amount of tickets than the Super Bowl because it's so many people going over a, a long period of time, right? So it just shows that the interest in tennis has not waned in any way in the United States. In fact, they had a record attendance this year at the U.S. Open. So, you know, again, just driving home the idea that tennis is is a growing, it's exploding, it's something that is really vibrant, lots of people are getting into it, and I'm really excited about the young players that are into it right now, and uh, even internationally, I saw for the first time, I think it was a Chinese male that won a tournament oh, for the yes. first time, right? Uh, yes. And that was like, you got to think all of China is kind of getting excited about that. And, you know, it's just a numbers game. And isn't it three billion people? Like, <laughs> they got to have some more people coming out. So, <laughs> yes, that was, uh, yeah, that was quite big um, news for for the sport and for China. Yeah. So, yeah. And just again, tennis is growing. So for myself, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, our friends at Barnes Park um, have our support and that they know that they are not just left alone, that we actually will stand for them, stand with them and fight to have our tennis resources kept for tennis. And I think that hope, hopefully, like we said, the city will find alternate solutions, but they're only going to do that if the tennis community stands up. And I think the the tennis community has been kind of passive about it and just letting it happen, not to be confrontational, not to say we're against pickleballers in any way. As And we all know that lots of pickleball players are all tennis players, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the people who are playing pickleball will play tennis at one time or another. And definitely the top players that are playing pickleball are all former tennis players mm -hmm. that you know have found a new way to go. Uh, I know a lot of people in my tennis community they feel like they've kind of plateaued in tennis and maybe health-wise or, or physically 
physically. They just feel like, oh, it's you know, it's it's getting harder and harder on my body. So they they're starting to play pickleball because it's just so much easier on your body that, and it's so much more accessible to play. Um, it still gives you, you know, good fun, good. Uh, it's a fun activity. It's a good community, and you know, I'm all for. Uh, people playing as much sport as possible, but um, obviously, I don't want the conflict. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, trying to keep all my smart Alec comments about it, about <laughs> it to myself because they're <laughs> because I don't want to. Um, I, I like that you use the word activity frequently. <laughs> because <laughs> it is an activity well it's a- you know i mean that that is to be seen you know i don't know where pickleball will be in 10 years i do know where tennis will be tennis will be here yeah um, and t- tennis will is an olympic sport tennis is a, a college sport you know it's a pro tour sport it's it's one of the most recognized sports in the world with, with heroes like nadal and federer and Djokovic. you know so uh serena, serena williams uh, yeah. uh, these people become icons in in our culture because of tennis so you know that that's how big tennis is and i just wanted to drive that home for everyone have i beat a dead horse here <laughs> a little a little bit but that's okay it's the good thing is it's a figurative horse and not a real one um is there is there anything you know people who are listening maybe in our community local in socal or maybe their their community if, if they're listening from somewhere else and having the same thing that you know you would suggest they can do like any actions that might help our cause yeah i think you know one of the most important things is that we as a tennis community need to come together and and kind of speak up for ourselves to our parks and recreations to our court owners because unfortunately we are losing tennis courts in Los Angeles and it's not because of a lack of demand it's just a real estate decision right I mean lots of tennis courts just don't make money for the owners of the land and that land is so incredibly valuable if it's turned into a condo yeah so unfortunately we are losing tennis facilities and spaces because because of that financial decision. And so public parks are really the last place um, that we have to hold on to, and we need to protect that, especially for young kids, right? Think of all the young kids that can just walk to the public park with a racket and a ball and play. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to protect. We want to protect the ability for people to go to the park and just play for free. Because if we don't have that, then, yeah, then all sports will die, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So where does that leave uh, all of our friends at Barnes Park? Well, I mean, the tennis community did come out in force during a recent community input meeting that was sponsored by our Recreation Services Department. And it was, Valerie, I can't tell you how few it was. I was, I was really worried and, and fretful for my friend Hoover that, you know, the city wouldn't hear and wouldn't listen. And honestly, we had an overwhelming majority of voices in the community meeting for tennis. And people were saying that they love tennis. They don't want to lose access to the courts. Um, Sometimes they drive from park to park looking for a place to play. And I just felt like it was such a sweet victory for the seniors who meet at Barnes Park like Hoover and Jane every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so that you know they feel supported they feel cared for and they have they have a home and 
and I'm sure it will give the city pause to reevaluate the current pickleball push. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a long road ahead. We have to still meet with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, we have to meet with the commissioners, and then we have to meet with the city council, and they're the ones who are going to make the decision, right? But hey, it was a great first round W for for our friends. Nice, that's good news. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to put it out there that there is that petition. I'll put it in the show notes, change.org. Um, if you are in support of tennis, please sign that. I would love for our petition to get to a thousand, so it just continues to grow and show. Monterey Park uh, City Council that there is a lot of tennis support. I think that's really important. Um, and I was kind of happy that our 800 was compared to only 200 people in the pickleball community who signed a petition. So that was nice. Nice. Um, something that recently happened is like right after this community meeting, uh, Monterey Park actually posted a uh, a flyer for uh, Monterey Park Tennis <laughs> on their Instagram. Oh, nice. <laughs> so one of the ways that you can support is just go to their Monterey Park Instagram and click like on that tennis post. Just show them that tennis is popular. I think that would mean a lot, you know. I can't wait to do it. Yeah. Once we hang up, so I'm much. going on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I am very thankful to Monterey Park Recreation Team for hosting the Community Input Meeting and hearing the voices of the many tennis players in our city. I mean, it can feel like pickleball is buzzing, but in fact, the tennis community is much larger and just as active. And tennis players should be considered before giving away, you know, those tennis resources. So I'm just really grateful for Monterey Park to be open enough to hear, yeah. you know, to listen and and very grateful for that and i think you know i i think hoover and company they they want to play tennis for the rest of their life on their home courts at barnes park and and i for one i'm really hoping that their dream comes true you know me too they have my vote <laughs> well thanks for listening everyone i hope you don't mind me ranting a little bit about <laughs> my love for tennis but you know it is uh, a a tennis podcast about the passion of tennis right as we say in our intro um, and we really really hope that uh, tennis will get support and we won't lose resources and the city will come up with a great home for pickleball players that they'll have that place and that space in the community because we we want their community to thrive we want the people to have health and have fitness and and gain all the benefits of being outside and in community because that's what we feel in tennis too right yeah so i think that's good yeah for sure great well, well said, thank you sir. valerie <laughs> thank you thank you so much thanks for listening everyone and may all your serves be, be aces, aces. Philip, so are you excited? I'm going to see you on Saturday. We're going to the desert. That's right, Saturday. Oh my gosh, that's so great. We're going to see each other. We're going to spend so much time together. It's the USTA uh, Indian Wells Family Day at Indian Wells. I mean, I just feel so lucky that we get to go and we're going to do it together. So they invited Love Set Match. We are a nonprofit for tennis and also now an official NJTL, which is a National Junior Tennis League organization. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, so I didn't know that. To hear that. I know. It's Congrats. just crazy. Like, we're one of only 250 around the country. Like, Serena has an NJTL and Sloan Stevens has an NJTL. Wow. And now we have one. Philip, PK in the house. <laughs> 
I know, it's so crazy. So they invited us to come and volunteer and to be a part of it. And there are going to be pros there. I don't know who the pros are, but just that we'll get to meet pros is amazing. And, you know, I'm willing to do whatever, you know, pick up trash or do whatever. But if if they ask us uh, to be on court with the kids and the families, which I kind of imagine they're, they're going to need a lot of that. So, you know, whatever it takes, we're, we're just going to be there and have fun. And, and apparently they're going to give us two tickets to the final for volunteering yeah, as well. Super sweet. Like I was going to do it regardless. That was just like no, super, course, super yeah. cherry on top. Totally. Yeah. And just how grateful is that? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be super fun. So um, I was thinking, Valerie, would it be fun if we like recorded, you know, a little bit of our journey as we're driving and as we get there and stuff and we could share that with our listeners too. Yeah. Sounds good. Deal. <laughs> All right, listeners, you heard it. We're keeping ourselves accountable. We're going to record ourselves, and hopefully, you'll have a, a wonderful podcast about our experience and be right there with us on the journey. So, we'll yes. do that next time. All right. How exciting. See you in a week, Philip. All right. Thank you, Valerie. See you in a week. <laughs>